This is Brandon M. Crooker, and you're listening to the Apostolic Theory Podcast. So I think Charles Spurgeon said it best. He said, true prayer is neither a mere mental exercise nor a vocal performance. It is far deeper than that. It is a spiritual transaction with the creator of heaven and earth. That's powerful, but that is so true. So when we're talking about prayer, we're not just talking about using words and having certain conversations and just trying to get our way with God. Prayer is literally your relationship with God. So when we're talking about the importance of prayer, we're we're literally saying that as a Christian, that is the fundamental part of your Christian life. You have got to make sure you're setting time aside to pray to God. Because your prayer life is your relationship with the Creator. The same God that breathed the breath of life into your very lungs wants you to use those lungs to talk with Him. And the really cool thing about it is as you're talking with God, God talks back. And so, because that is such a fundamental part of your walk with God, you've got, you absolutely have got to pray. You cannot live for God without a prayer life. So now that we understand the importance of prayer, we've got to, we've got to talk about what What is the power of prayer? How is it that when we pray, people can be brought back from the dead? How is it that when we pray, it can heal the sick? What, how does prayer comfort those who are, who are, who are anxious or, or filled with fear or sinking into uh, some form of depression? Why is it? That we as Christians pray for our futures. Pray for our future spouses or pray for future protection or pray for our children and their futures. And so when we're talking about praying, how is it? Why? Why is it that we pray this way? How can prayer impact those who don't know Jesus? Or how, how is it that those same prayers can help in times of crisis? See, the answer is found in Matthew 18 and 18. When Jesus said that whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. I say unto you, if two of you agree on earth about anything, if you ask, it's going to be done. Because where two or three are gathered... In his name. The Bible says that Jesus is in the midst of them. Or he is among them. So when we are gathering together. So it comes to obviously corporate prayer. Has a significant impact. 
on the outcome of situations. And Jesus said that. And there are hundreds of real life accounts in the Bible where Jesus and other disciples prayed. There are times we read when Elijah prayed and God shut up the heavens and prevented rain from falling for three years. See, God parted the Red Sea when Moses prayed to God for a way out because they were facing a sea on one side and an army on the other. Jesus cast out demons, healed the sick, and gave sight to the blind. And, in fact, raised Lazarus from the dead. And so when we're talking about these situations, real life applications of prayer. And so there was uh, certain disciples that were trying to cast out demons. And they went to Jesus and they said, we don't know what to do. We, we're doing everything we've been taught. And Jesus said, some come out only by prayer and fasting. So if some only come out by prayer and fasting, that brings us back to this, you must have a life of prayer. As a Christian, you literally have got to make sure that every single day you're making time to talk with the Lord. And sometimes you, you've got to understand, sometimes that's not, that's not me asking God for anything. Sometimes it's just me worshiping Him. Sometimes it's just me living in a state of awe of His glory and His presence. And there are times when I am just laying there, just basking in the presence of the Lord. And I'm singing songs unto Him because I love Him. And so when you pray... The Bible says, pray without ceasing. So how is it that you can pray without ceasing? I mean, there's time, we're sleeping, we're eating, there's times. But it's a, a, a lifestyle of prayer. Do we realize the power that we have available to us? When we take our authority in prayer, the same authority that Jesus gave the believers in prayer, we have access to that same authority. So, if we did actually realize the power that we have in prayer, shouldn't we be applying Jesus' name in those prayers more? There would be no such thing as fear or doubt or anxiety because we would be on our faces before God. See, our, our weapons of warfare are not carnal, but they're spiritual in nature. And so when you live a life of prayer, you are saying to God, my life revolves around you. No matter what happens in my life, as Job said, though he slay me, still I will trust him. And so if we want to live an overcoming life, a life that is pleasing to the Lord, a life that 
is separated from the world, we can't have any of that without prayer. I think it's an important thing to do that when you're considering life-altering decisions and you don't know exactly what the next course of action is, to take time to pray, to take time to ask God, what is your will in this situation? What is your will for me in my life? Where can I go from here? Do, do I stay where I'm at or do I take this new job? Because what you need to understand is God knows. See, he doesn't live in the confines of time. He created time. He's eternal. He's from eternity to eternity. And so when we're talking about what we want to do in our lives, we have to be willing to say, not my will, but thy will be done. That's why when we're reading of the the prayer that Jesus gave to the disciples and the people that were hearing, and he said, my father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Kingdom come, thy will be done. See, it's not my will, but it's God's will. And when we set our flesh aside and our desires aside, we allow ourselves to align with God's will. And so that power of prayer isn't so much the words that you say, the things that you utter. It's not about what you pray or really even how you pray. Prayer can be defined as talking to God. But see, it's much more than that. Prayer is an act of worship that glorifies God and reinforces our need for Him. Through living a life of prayer, we communicate with the very source of and the purpose for our existence. See, it is our fiercest weapon against the adversary. And in all things in this fallen world, world. Priscilla Sharir, the author of the book Fervent, she says this, prayer is the portal that brings the power of heaven down to earth. She said it is the kryptonite to the enemy and to all his ploys against you. Isn't that so very true? Mark Batterson says this, that prayers are prophecies. Prayers are the best predictors of your spiritual future. Who you become is determined by how you pray. So ultimately, the transcript of your prayers becomes the script of your life. Wow. Can you imagine? Can you imagine thinking back on the prayers that you have said to the Lord? Think about all those times that you were talking to God and I wonder if we realize the impact that that's going to have on our future and on our children's futures. So in other words, who you become, the circumstances in your life and the core of your character are all determined by what you talk to God about. According to the Bible, the power of prayer is quite simply the power of God who hears and answers our prayers. So when we're praying, we've got to consider certain things. We've got to consider these following things. 
because God is all-powerful. The Lord God Almighty can do all things. Nothing is impossible for him. Luke 1 and 37. The character and the heart of God is the very fabric of the gospel. So when we close our eyes and we get on our knees, the Spirit of God whispers, I am the Lord, the God of all mankind. Is there anything that's too difficult for me? It's as if to say to our hearts, no need is too great or too small. And a lot of times, we should not look at our problem in light of our humanity. See, if we take all things to God in prayer, then we can literally transform our thinking and how we feel about certain circumstances and situations that we're facing. See, that's the power of prayer. That's the power of understanding the God that you're praying to. God wants us to pray. He encourages us and invites us because he wants us to talk with him. See, we are come to him through faith, with persistence, and with thanksgiving within his will, and from a heart that is right with God. And scriptural references, James 1.5, Luke 18.1, Philippians 4.6, Matthew 6.4, and James 5.16. In fact, Luke 18, we read, And Jesus told them the parable to the effect that they ought always to pray and not lose heart. And so when we read of, in the book of Hebrews, uh, chapter 4, the Apostle Paul tells us that Jesus is our high priest. It tells us that he sympathizes with us. He understands. He's not a high priest that can't be touched with our infirmities. Rather, he can be touched with our infirmities. He understands what we're going through. So let us then, with confidence, draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace and help in the time of need. We have been given access to the very throne of God through prayer. Another thing to note is that God answers prayer. Now, when we're looking at our life, we're looking at a timeline. I heard a preacher one time talk about this, and he said he was holding a paperclip in his hand, and he said, that paperclip, that's how God sees your life. But we don't see our life as just this little paperclip. That's the, he sees the end, and he sees the beginning, but as you're looking at that, it looks so small in comparison to the way that we view our own lives. And so, because he knows the end from the beginning, he's not confined to that time space. He, he can literally reach his hand from outside of eternity into whatever moment of your life that you're calling on his name. Psalm 17, 6 the psalmist says that I'll call on you, O God, for you will answer me. The righteous cry out and the Lord hears them. He delivers them from all of their troubles.
And Jesus himself said, Truly, truly, I say unto you, whatever that you ask of the Father in my name, he'll give it to you. Ask and you will receive. Ask and you will receive. In other words, when we ask God to give us a love for our neighbors, he will. When when we ask him to help us love our enemies, he will. He'll instill things inside us that make us more Christ-like. And so when we ask for patience, he begins to mend our hearts. And he starts uprooting areas within our heart that just are not quite right. And there's, there's things in there, there's roots of bitterness that he needs to pull out. And so when we're praying and we're asking him to help us be more like him, he starts taking things out and you know honestly sometimes it's not an easy process but the best place to be broken is broken in the presence of God and so when we ask him to be near to us his presence sweeps in the room and it surrounds us and it's like his arms just wrap around us and you can feel that we're under the wings of the almighty God and we feel his peace and his strength And here's the thing, even when we lack faith, or if we have very little faith, sometimes learning to trust God with our prayers, it's like being a baby. See, I've got a nine-month-old baby in my home. She's just learning to to stand up and, and to walk, and she wobbles, and she wavers, and she falls, but... God doesn't sit there and yell at us or chastise us. Instead, he encourages us to get back up and to try again. And with his hand held out, he'll say, because of your little faith. If you have faith the size of a grain of mustard seed, you'll tell this mountain to move from hence to yonder, please. Nothing will be impossible for you. Just a little bit of faith. When you pray. And you can see the most impossible situation turn around. The power of prayer isn't in the person praying. It's not a magic formula. We're not talking about keywords or hashtags. It's, it's an open heart. A humbled heart. That's filled with awe of who the mighty God is is. Rather, the power resides in the God who is being prayed to. 1 John 5 says, we have confidence when we approach God that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. And if we know that He can hear us, whatever we ask, we know that we will have what we have asked of him. In fact, Jesus rebukes those who pray using repetitions or those who pray in public to seek attention or those who don't have the right heart. So when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans. For they think that they will be heard because of their many words. Don't be like them. Your father knows what you have need of before you ever ask. 
If we were to go back and we were to look into the Old Testament, here's Elijah standing before the thousands of prophets of Baal and they're cutting themselves and screaming and chanting and he he mocks them and he's saying, oh, maybe he can't hear you. Maybe he's on a vacation. Maybe he's just asleep and you've got to wake him up. But see, God's not like that. He said, I'm as close as just the mention of my name. He's as close as just the mention of his name. So it's important to remember that no matter where you are in your life, you can access the power that is in prayer. You alone have the ability to call on the name of the Lord and have Jesus Christ hear you. Now we're not talking about three persons in the Godhead. We're talking about the God who was revealed in the man Christ Jesus. He said, in my name, they'll cast out devils. In my name, they'll, in my name. Jesus said, I have been given all power and authority in heaven and in earth. In the Old Testament, we read where God said, I am the only God. I am the only God and beside me there is no Savior. So, If there's no Savior beside him, but Jesus Christ came to save his people from his sins, and he is a Savior, he's the Messiah, that naturally we have to link those two together. And so he is the Almighty God, robed in flesh. The Bible says, in the beginning was the Word. The Word was God. The Word was with God. And the Word was made flesh. If we could just grab a hold of that. You see, a lot of the things that we are concerned about, a lot of the things that we struggle with, a lot of the things that we face in life, we would we would find a way to let it kind of roll off our shoulders because our lives are in the hand of the Almighty God. He holds your world in his hand. The Bible says that all things work together for good to them that love God. But you've got to you've got to come to a place where you love God and I touched on it just a little bit before when I was talking about there's no better place to be broken than broken in the presence of God. You see when you allow your will to drive you, your human will to drive you, and your human spirit to drive you, because your human, your humanity is consumed and driven by sin, until you can access the heavenlies, until you can access something beyond yourself, 
through the man Christ Jesus. Until you actually take the time to say, not my will, but thy will be done. No matter what I'm facing right now, no matter what I think I need to do right now, not my will, but your will be done. And see, that is where the true power of prayer comes from. It comes from seeking the will of God above the will of man. It comes from obedience to God above the desires of your flesh. So when we understand that, you know, it's not about saying certain phrases and we're not being, we're not looking for repetition. We're not looking for some religious ceremony in prayer. We're talking about communication with the almighty God that is in heaven. The almighty God that robed his spirit in flesh. And while he was walking the earth, he never ceased from being the ever present God that filled the universe So he was everywhere present and nowhere absent, but in his spirit indwelled the man Christ Jesus. As his spirit, that same spirit that dwelled in Jesus, dwells in each and every one of us believers when we receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And that's a topic for another day, the Holy Ghost. But I'm telling you, the power in prayer comes from your obedience, your submission to God. It comes from holiness, a lifestyle that is separated from the world. It comes from saying, God, not my will, but thy will be done. Whatever it is that you ask of me, whatever it is that you want me to do, that shall I do. And the really cool thing about it is I'm telling you, God talks back. And so when we feel like something's not right and we find a place of prayer and we're talking to God and we're asking for his direction, he will reveal things to you that you would have never seen before in your humanity or when you are in a state of your flesh. So that's why it's important to pray without ceasing. It's important to find time every single day to pray. You see, there are verses of scripture where it talks about early rising and talking with the Lord. And so, we should make sure that we are praying in a way that it's not selfish, but that it expands and helps the kingdom of God grow. And God wants each and every one of us to grow into a spiritual maturity where it's not about just me. But it's about every single person that I come in contact with. It's about the body of believers coming and being in one mind and in one accord and a spirit of unity. That's where the power of corporate prayer comes in. Because we are in one one mind, one accord, and we're praying with one purpose. And that purpose is the will of the Father in heaven. So it's not my will. But it's God's will be done. And so, as I come to a close for this podcast today, I hope that you have taken something from this. I hope that you feel blessed. I hope that you feel 
uh, uh, renewing. I hope that you can look back on this uh, podcast and say, this was helpful, this was useful, this was needful, and I'm thankful for this podcast. And I hope that everybody that hears this and every person that is under the sound of my voice through this uh, program, through these, these podcasts, I hope that you'll be able to say that this podcast helped. I'm just thankful. I'm thankful for the ability to pray. Because God didn't have to give us that ability. He didn't have to give us the ability of communication with Him. But He did, because He loves us. And I'm just so thankful. I'm just so thankful. And I'm thankful for each and every one of you that have taken the time out of your busy schedules to tune into this podcast, whether it's while you're driving on the road, whether it's while you're at work. I hope, I sincerely hope and pray that this podcast has touched your heart, has maybe given you a new, renewed sense of purpose. Maybe it has helped you remember to make time for prayer, whatever it is. You have the ability to access the power of prayer. And as a Christian, you have a responsibility to pray. Thank you, Lord. So as I'm coming to a close... As I'm ending this podcast, I just want you all to know that God is going to do some great things. See, God is God did not stop, but He has come to help each and every one of us. And your prayers can be heard by God. This podcast is made possible because of listeners like you who are willing to bridge the gap. We now have a sponsorship program on our Anchor website in which you can become a monthly sponsor of $1.00 five dollars or ten dollars a month follow us on instagram twitter or facebook